after the crucifixion, the disciples were hiding out in fear. They were afraid that they would be arrested and put to death just like their leader. But then Jesus appears to them and says, Peace be with you. This is not just a greeting, but is a message of reassurance. Jesus is telling them that they do not need to be afraid, no longer afraid anymore, because he is with them. He then shows them his wounds, which is a powerful sign of forgiveness. Jesus forgives his disciples for abandoning him during his crucifixion. He does not hold their fear or doubt against them. Instead, he offers them peace and forgiveness. But Thomas is not there when Jesus appears. We're not told where Thomas was, but my suspicion was that he was playing uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons or War or something or on his, uh, on his telephone and he's sitting at Starbucks. Uh, but I don't know that for sure. When the other disciples tell him that they have seen the Lord, oh, he doubts their words. He wants to see the wounds for himself. And when Jesus does appear to him, he believes. But Jesus tells him, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. This is a message to all of us that we do not need to see Jesus physically to believe in him. Now, am I saying that personal experiences, visions of our Lord haven't happened? Oh, yeah, they have all through history among the saints. But you don't need it. In fact, Jesus says, Blessed are you who have come to faith and haven't had the opportunity to see me in person. We can have faith in him through our own experiences and through the witness and experiences of others. As Catholics, this passage for Divine Mercy Sunday reminds us of the power of forgiveness and the power of faith. Jesus forgave his disciples even though they were afraid and doubted him. And he offers us the same forgiveness and reassurance. We are called to have faith in Jesus even when we cannot see him. We can find peace in his presence and forgiveness of our sins. May we always be open to receiving Jesus' message of peace and forgiveness. And may our faith in him be strong and unwavering unwavering. Thomas was skeptical of the witness of the other disciples about Jesus's resurrection as he thought it might be a trick or an imposter.
he insisted on seeing Jesus' wounds to verify their authenticity, which Jesus ultimately showed him. Even after his resurrection, Jesus still had the scars. Think about that for just a minute. You would have thought that healing would have been total and complete in the resurrection and he would have come back. No scars. No scar. Mm -mm. Nope. We need a Savior who bears scars. As Christians, we too carry scars. As being a disciple does not exempt us from experiencing them. Some scars may manifest physically, such as the rough hands of a man or a woman who has worked for years with Habitat for Humanity. Or maybe it's a Knight of Columbus who has carried one too many boxes or bags of food down to ma'am. Maybe it's someone who has quietly worked in a soup kitchen around the community. Other scars, well, they may be emotional, like the wounds caused by others. Oh, yeah, we have forgiven them, but we still carry the scars, the memories in our hearts. Being a disciple has lasting impact. Much like Jesus, we must be prepared to accept and to live with our scars. When they become seemingly unbearable, we can turn to Jesus, knowing that he bears scars too, and that he understands fully our struggles. The first reading in the gospel for this Divine Mercy Sunday, both emphasize the importance of community in the Christian faith. In the gospel, we see the disciples gathered together in a room, afraid, unsure. They had locked the doors. They did not know what to do next. When Jesus appears to them, he offers them peace and reassurance showing them his wounds and forgiving them for their abandonment. Oh, there are times in our lives when we truly need to hear that, don't we? Think of the times when we maybe have abandoned Jesus for another way, for another person, for another lifestyle, whatever it might be. we need to know that we have a Savior who forgives disciples who abandon. In the reading from Acts, we see the early Christian community gathered together in devotion to the teachings of the apostles. They weren't at a Bible study, my friends. Don't let anybody tell you they were. Don't got no Bible. 
won't have no finished Bible till a two to three hundred years. They were there hearing the witness of the apostles. They were in fellowship with one another. They were sharing their resources and praising God together. This passage emphasizes the importance of being in community with other believers, sharing in each other's lives and providing for each other's needs. The sense of community described in this passage is a powerful example of how we can support and encourage each other in our faith journeys. Both of these passages for Divine Mercy Sunday remind us that we are not meant to live out our faith alone, but rather in community with other believers. I've said it on multiple occasions, but I always want you to remember that one of the most dangerous people in the last century was old Frank Sinatra and that crazy song of his, I did it my way, as if you can follow Jesus on your own. It doesn't work that way. We are called to be there for each other in times of doubt, in times of fear, illness, joy, to offer support and encouragement, to share in the joys and the struggles of life together. Through our relationships with one another, we can bear witness to the love of Christ, and in doing so, we will grow in our own faith. Amen.